Okay, thank you. Thank you for telling me. Um, yes, yes, it's true. And then when it comes to our uh, other family members, um, there may be some challenging family members that we have to uh, to deal with. But, mm. but nonetheless, who we really are. Testing that. We do a couple together. So, but who we who we really are primarily depends on how we deal with our family. And if we have challenges with our family members, it's time for us to really take on the challenge. And through our family and through Bezos Hashem, our husband one day, we'll be able to discover a lot about ourselves if we're paying attention. If we're paying attention. Why is it that way? Why does Rav Chaim Vital say you're judged by how you treat your, by how a person treats his wife? Outside the home, outside the home, it's easy. Outside the home, it's easy, much easier to be nice to people. It's much easier to be nice to people. There's a motive, ulterior motive, even if we don't even think about it. There's an ulterior motive to, to, to please people, to impress people. You know, if you think about some of the things you've said to your brothers or sisters, um, you probably have not said some of those things to your friends, even if you were really angry at your friends. Why? Because if you say it to your friend, you may not have a friend anymore. Your friend may, you know, you know your friend is going to think that you're, you're an obnoxious, angry person. But your sibling, who's known you since you're little, she already knows you're an obnoxious, angry person. Now I'm just joking. But she... But your, your sister, she knows you, she'll forgive you. You've already let down the guard. You've already let down the guard uh, enough times that, you know what, you just give up. You're not on a show with your family. And when you're with your friends, whether you'll admit it or not, you are on some type of show. You know, it's not a fake, but it's a show. You want to you wanna look your best. You want to look your best. Um, but when it comes with our family, the guard comes down. And that's who we really are. When the guard comes down, that's who we really are. It's not that, well, there's with my family and there's with my friends. Rav Chaim Vital is teaching us who we really are is when the guard is down. Because when we're with other people and we're putting on a show, that's not our true mythos. That's not our true essence. That's, you know, that's how we put on a good show to, to make people like us. And maybe, maybe we have good intentions too. But who we really are is how we interact with our family. Furthermore, another reason why marriage in particular, and again, the relationships that you're in even before marriage, like I said, family members, parents, siblings, that's close. It's close to marriage. It's a similar idea. Marriage, you, you will find, Bezaz Hashem, is more challenging um, in terms of really working on yourself through things. But when it comes to your friends, let's say you're upset at your friend, so you just stay away, you stay away from her, you stay away from her that day. You know, she asks you if you want to go shopping and you tell her, yeah, you're a little tired today. She doesn't know that really you're angry at her and you're trying to avoid her, so she doesn't know. And then the day passes, you calm down a little bit and it's all over. So with your, with your friends, you could avoid the situation by staying away a little bit. You could hide your feelings, you know, you'll say hello and you'll walk past. Maybe you'll try to be friendly for 30 seconds, 
which takes strength. We give, give you credit. It's not easy. But that's, that's temporary. When it comes to your family and you're living with them, Hashem, you're married, you're with your husband, and you are angry with him, you're not going to be able to hide those feelings. And the truth of the matter is you may not want to hide those feelings. But with your friend, like we said, you want to hide those feelings. And it's easy. And it's easy to hide those feelings. With your, with your husband, it's not easy to hide those feelings if you, if you have those feelings. So what's the answer? So I want to say two things here, a little different than how I said in the Sefer. I want to say two ideas. Number one, when you work with your family, it's much more lishma. It's much more for Hashem. It's much more because you want to do the right thing. With your friends, you have that ulterior motive. With your family, even if you're faking it, even if you're faking with your family, even if you're really angry at them, but if you control yourself, you're usually doing lishma. I'm doing it. It's the right thing to do. It's not right to, to, to get angry. It's not right to show them I'm angry. And I'm going to conceal it even if I'm angry inside. L'shem Shemayim. So with your family, you're working much more L'shem Shemayim. You will rarely find. You will rarely find. If you find somebody, please please let me know. You Don't tell me their name. But you rarely find somebody that is, I don't think you'll ever find somebody that's really nice to their spouse, really nice to their family members. And outside their house, they are just so difficult and obnoxious, difficult to do. You're really going to find, you'll never find such a thing. Because being with the family is who they are. They're trying to be good people. So certainly outside their house, they're going to be good. The opposite, unfortunately, we find all the time. I never met all of them, but I I have enough information. Uh, Unfortunately, all the time. All the time you have people that look like such nice people. And outside the house, they, they act very nice. I'm not saying they're terrible people, but inside their own homes, inside their own homes, they're not, they're not really worked on themselves. They do not really, they're not really serving Hashem. I'm serving Hashem. Why am I nice? Why am I going to be nice to my husband one day? You have to think about this. Why are you going to be nice to your husband one day? Because I'm serving Hashem. And Hashem wants me to be a person that's forgiving. Hashem wants to be a person that's not full of anger. Now we're going to discuss for another time. You know, there's such a thing called communication. We're not saying never tell your husband anything. But there's communication, and then there's nasty criticism, there's anger, there's not being forgiving, there's being petty. It's a whole different world than communication. So we are talking here about really about when a person is, is petty, a person's angry, when a person's not nice to their spouse. So a person's working L'shem Shemayim when they're good to their husband, good to their kids, good to the kids. You, I know you're thinking now, of course you'll be good to your kids and you will be good to your kids. But their challenges, your child is misbehaving, your child makes a tremendous mess and you're a little bit stressed out and it's, it's normal. Parents lose their cool, I lose my cool. But is it an avoda? Is it, a, is it on my mind that, I, that, I, that, I, that I'm not happy with that? I'm not happy with yelling at my kids. I'm not happy being angry. I'm going to try to work on myself. You can't really prepare 100% for marriage. You can't really prepare 100% for parenting because until you're in the situation, you're not, you, can't, you can't know what it's like 100%. But we're preparing ourselves now, working with the relationships that we have and working on ourselves now, we'll be in a good place. And also, we'll be in the mindset that, I'm going to try and I'm going to pay attention to myself. Most, I don't know, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people, a lot of pair, husbands, wives, a lot of 
parents, they don't think to themselves after they got angry, you know, I shouldn't have lost my cool. You know, I really have to work on my midos. Maybe I'll, I'll take out a mustard safer and work on my midos. That's not what they're thinking after they get angry. What they're thinking is, my child is so terrible. Oh, he deserves it. My husband deserves it. He did this wrong. He did that wrong. He deserves it. Instead of looking at themselves and saying, I shouldn't have lost my cool. Maybe my husband was wrong. And maybe I have to tell him. Maybe, But I could have told him nicely. I don't have to scream at him. That's certainly not what Hashem wanted. I should talk like that. That's not the covetical way to talk to somebody else. But only someone who's, who's working on themselves, only someone who's a Baal Musar, who's working themselves, that actually pays attention and cares about Hashem and about perfecting themselves, is going to be thinking about such things. Most people do not think about such things. If, if, you, if there's this Hashem, you know, if, if, you're, if, if we learn together weeks and months, whatever it is, it was worth, worth it just for tonight, just to hear this. That just that you're thinking that it's important to me that I that I take responsibility for my actions, that I want to improve, that I don't think I'm not happy with being an angry person. I'm not happy with yelling at my husband. I'm not happy with yelling at my kids. I'm gonna do it sometimes, it's gonna happen, but I'm not happy. I'm gonna to try to get better. And maybe I'll be on the level that I could actually apologize for talking the way I talked, even if what the other person did wasn't the right thing to do, but I can apologize for my reaction. Unbelievable, unbelievable thing here. And this, there's also something else here. And that is that with your husband, Bezus Hashem, a husband with a wife, it's not only that you're working L'Shem Shemayim, but there's a second thing here is that you have to really get into your heart. You have to really work inside yourself. You know, I was speaking to a, I was speaking to a, to a young lady today who's married, and she she's having a hard time. Um, her husband has a certain negativity towards her, um, which he admits. He admits he has negativity towards her. I spoke to him, and he said he told me why why he has things against her. Then I asked him what about what 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 are the good qualities of his wife, and he gave a whole list of good qualities. And I told him, you know, maybe I didn't say these words, but I'll tell you in these words: You're crazy. You're crazy. You have such a good wife who's so good to you. And you, you have so many more positive things to say about her than negative, even though you don't feel that way. But it's clear from what you're telling me that that's the truth. So you have to work on yourself not to be so negative. If you have a hundred things, okay, a hundred things on a list, and you're a negative person, those two things that stand out that are negative, that bother you, they're gonna dom- they could dominate you. And if you're a positive person, which takes work, a person could have 50 positive and 50 negative, could have 70 negative and 30 positive, and a person could be, you know what, those 30 positive things I'm so grateful for. I'm able to push back. I'm able to put back the negative a little bit more distant from me, and the positives at the forefront of my heart, of my mind. I told, I told the, the young man, I said to him, I said, it's not even enough that you don't criticize your wife. You have to, act, you have to work on what's going on in your heart. Because if you feel negativity towards her, if you look down upon her, even though, even though you don't tell her, then it's still going to be a problem. She's going to be able to tell. It's going to come out in, in subtle ways. It's going to come out. She'll be able to tell. So there's something very, very deep here about marriage and really sometimes with the family, but especially with marriage, that it's not, you have to work on what's going on inside your heart. With everybody else, you can work on your show. And it's, it's not just a show, it's, it's special. 
we mentioned last week or two weeks ago, it's special if you fake it when you have to, fine. But with marriage, there's a different level you got to pull up. You actually got to pull up a level where it doesn't bother me. I speak to parents many times. The parent says, you know, I don't say anything to my child when he, when he doesn't learn. I don't say anything to my child when he doesn't have it. And it's hard for me to explain to them. But what I want to explain, try to tell them is it's not enough that you don't say anything to your child that he's not diving, he's not learning. You have to feel the love to him and the respect for him, even though he's not diving, he's not learning. The not diving, not learning doesn't bother you. Not that it doesn't bother you. You wish he'd be diving and learning, but you still love him. You still respect him. You know it's a matter of time until he gets things together. It doesn't affect the way you approach your child. But if your child feels that you're not saying anything to him, but he feels the negativity you have towards him because he's not meeting your expectations, then you have a problem. So working on our Midos is not only the show that we put on on the outside, which is certainly not easy to do all the time. It's, it's a mile to control yourself not to say anything to somebody when you're upset. But the real, real avoda, the deeper avoda of Midos is to get inside your heart. And to try to think, try to overcome the negative feelings, try to overcome the anger that's inside of you, to really work within your heart. That's a whole different myla. That's a whole different matrega of midos. And I think that's what Rav Chaim Vital is saying, that the real test of a person's character inside their heart, what type of person they really are, that's going to depend on marriage because marriage requires, marriage really requires a person stepping up to the plate that they work inside their feelings. How do you work inside your feelings? That's what we're going to be doing, Bez Hashem, together for weeks to come. But to develop thought processes, how to, maybe I'm looking at something the wrong way. Maybe I could look at it differently. Maybe I could look at it this way. I'm not, maybe what I'm feeling is not. person thinks through their thoughts, thinks through their feelings, and then they're able to, to start to change not only how they act, but also how they, how they feel and how they think about situation, then that is, a, that is incredibly, you know, high levels. That, that's what we have to, it's, it's not, it's necessary, it's, it's possible. But that's what it means, tikkun amidos. Tikkun amidos doesn't just mean putting, acting, acting the right way, but tikkun amidos even requires feeling the right thoughts and working on that. It's, it doesn't, it takes time, it takes time. Okay, we're going to go to the... Um, Go to questions. I apologize if I just pull them out randomly. It's not because I like one question or the other. I'm just trying to be a little arbitrary. Um, okay. The, does, does, do I have any practical ways to change the, neg- the negative feelings or outlook we have for someone else? So the answer, I think, is yes. Um, it's not a, not a short schmooze. It's probably something that we're going to discuss in you know, greater detail. But for me, what stands out as the first thought I would tell you is I try to just think simply about the fact that, that they're, they're, they're not the same person as I am. And I don't know their past. I don't know their, even, even your husband, your wife. I don't know their emotional makeup. I don't know everything they've been through in their life. I'm not them. If I was them, I'd probably acting, if I was them, I'd probably acting the same way. Yes, we have the Khira. But nonetheless, a person, a healthy person thinks to himself, if I was them, I would be thinking like that. So th- that changes things around, you know. At least, at least it's not always easy to deal with a person. Maybe the person's not 100%. But nonetheless, I can't judge him. Hashem, only Hashem knows if the person's at fault for their behavior. You know, it's not something for, for, me, to, for me to tell. 
how do you deal with your parents who favor some of your siblings? Um, tell them, tell them to talk to me, and uh, try to put in a good word. Um, that is a tough. That is a tough. That is a tough question. I do not have a good answer for that. The only thing, look, Chazal say the Gemara says in Shabbos that the Gemara, you should never differentiate between your children because look what happened to to Yosef and his brothers. So hard to fault any child for feeling bad. Uh, brothers of Yosef felt bad that their parents favored one child over the other. I would just, the only thing I would say is that, you know, someone asked the other week, what do you do if your parents are always asking you to do, you know, do things? And we said, you know, maybe they're asking you because, you know, because you're, you're, you're a good child and you'll actually listen and the other ones give them a hard time. Um, so sometimes when a parent appear to favor a child, it doesn't mean that they love this child over the other. They may just act one, one way with one child and one with another child because, you know, this child, you know, is, is harder to deal with. Sometimes one child, they, they, try to, they try to deal with by bribing them. They don't have the strength to fight with them. Sometimes you'll see uh, young, the youngest in your families, maybe you, get a little bit more spoiled. It doesn't mean the parents love that child more than the other. Sometimes the parents who, who fight with one child, that's their favorite child. It's their favorite child. Don't ask me why, uh, fav- why the favorite child would be a child that uh, the parents are fighting with. Uh, but it's, it's not always the way your parents treat you does not always reflect uh, more or less love. So if you think your parents you know, treat you less than your siblings or whatever it is, um, then you may be their favorite. And that's the way they, uh, that's the way they deal with their favorite. Um, but if, they, if you're convinced that the other child's a favorite, well, it depends. If there, at least if you're a few siblings, so and you're not the only non-favorite, so at least you have company. If you're the, if you have two, if there are only two of you, or everyone's a favorite except for you, so <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's, uh, it's that would be a challenge to accept. You know, Hashem, you'll get married, and uh, you know, you won't at least be living all the time with it. Um, okay, is it okay? Oh, good question. Is it okay? I'm sorry, by the way, all the questions are good. I'm just picking up what's coming at me. Sometimes I move around, so, you know, um, no one should, nothing to do with the questions, good or not. But is it okay to step away from family members when you're upset and angry and wait until you're ready to forgive them, even if you made a sleep it, sleep it off? I think the answer is 100% yes. Um, you know, I think... Um, I think that if you, we, you know, I think stepping away is certainly better than, than saying things that are, that are, that are nasty and wrong. I, I, I do think that ideally stepping away, you have to realize is, is a little bit of a slap, a slap in the face when you, when you just step, step away. So if you're just going to step away, you have to realize that you are insulting them. So while it may be better than screaming at them, but walking away is, is insulting. So you have to take responsibility that you're not just doing nothing, you know, by walking away. Um, so I may suggest that if you have it in you to say, you know, I really want to discuss it with you, but I'm really upset about it right now. So let, let's, I'd rather talk about it tomorrow. So if you have the strength not to just walk away to at least have a calm, calm few moments that you're about it, um, it it's less slapping in the face and just walking away. In marriage, in marriage, by the way, again, just another you know, indicator how marriage is more challenging. In marriaging, it's really, it's really a problem. It's really not, not so simple to just to walk away. 
Um, there's some wives that they're upset at their husband. They don't talk to them for two days because they don't know how to communicate. So they either scream or walk away. Um, walking away is, is also not so, or, the, or their husbands that walk away on their wives. They're angry, they, they, they walk away. That's, it's, really, it's really babyish in the long run. Um, so don't just walk away. You try to say, you know, let's talk about it tomorrow. Um, really, I'm not able to talk about it calmly right now. But it's very important not to just, just walk away. Um, it's something called stonewalling. Um, and I'm, not, I'm not really into any of the um, secular stuff. Uh, but one thing, one thing I once, one thing that I, 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 I read, something called stonewalling from a guy, John Gottman. Stonewalling is you just, you just ignore the situation. It's, 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 it's worse when a husband and wives don't talk when they're angry at each other than if they would scream at each other. But you're not saying to ignore it. You're saying to wait till tomorrow. Um, but again, you just have to be careful. Just walking away, although it looks innocent, could be extremely, extremely harmful and painful to the person and, and sometimes more damaging than, than actually um, calling it out. Um, so let's, okay, let's take one more. I'm sorry, we have to figure out a, a way to do this, but is it a Midos program? You could email me also, kestenman4 at gmail.com. Is it a Midos, I'll try my best. Is it a Midos problem if someone is not close to a parent and doesn't speak disrespectfully but it doesn't talk to them as they like. They wish the child okay. That's a very good question. If, you, if, you're, if, if, if someone's not close with their parents, it doesn't mean that it's a Midos problem because um, their parents may have, may have the problem and, or other reasons why it's hard for you to be close to your parents. Um, but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, it is something that we can think about taking on that to try to try to engage with our parents. See, a lot of times we think that if I'm either I'm going to be close to my parents or not close, and not share with them anything, and you know it's you know it's either all or nothing. And because I'm not close to my parents, and maybe even I'm upset that I'm not close with them, so therefore I just kind of don't talk to them. Um, it it tr takes tr takes maturity where a person says, you know, my mother is limited. And I can't really discuss things with her because she gets upset or she just she tells she says hurtful things to me. But I could try to include her and talk to her and tell her things that are a little bit more superficial, a little more topical, that you know she'll feel that I'm keeping her informed or my father. And that that takes tremendous um, midos. That takes tremendous midos if you could involve your parents because um, it's the right thing to do. This week's parsha ish iv of imaytiro. Um, that takes tremendous mitos if you could try to have a relationship with them, even though it's a, even though it's a little bit fake, even though it's not really close as the way you understand it. But sometimes your parents will feel it's close. Parents that don't have good emotional health. A lot, I've spoken to parents that tell me I'm close with my, their child, with my child, and they're not close with their child, but they don't know what close they don't know what close means. So if you can engage them in some way that they're okay with, um, and still not and not get hurt. Um, that is special and not just to, you know, completely, um, you know, to, 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 to avoid, to avoid them. You know, you could, you could put on a little, a little acting is, a little acting is good. A little acting is good at times. Um, okay. We're going to stop for now. Um, hopefully you had a good time. I think, I uh, really thank everybody for joining. I want to tell you, um, I forgot, I forgot to record. All right, you guys, you, you girls, I say guys, <laughs> you girls deserve it. I forgot to record the first, uh, first five minutes or so until uh, 
uh, Shifi uh, Edelman was kind enough to tell me. Um, so, so, so you got, you know, you girls could get, get some stuff that nobody else will get. Um, thanks. Thanks for joining. I, I really appreciate it. Everyone should have a, everyone should have a great, a great night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.